From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 370, and today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hello, Mike Hurley. How are you today? I'm fine and dandy, Brad Dowdy. How are you? I am very good. I am very, very good. I am exceptionally good. Oh, that's t- two different varies and one exceptionally. Must be, mm, must yeah, be a big day I mean, over there. Story of my life. No, I'm just a very exceptional person and doing very exceptional things. Uh, talking about pens on the internet, it's quite outstanding. Uh, something else that's <laughs> outstanding. Uh, listener Rick sent in some fan art for the Pen Addict Horror Stories, which I enjoyed immensely, and I wanted to make sure that everybody saw it. Yes, so we need to give Rick a shout out. We saw this, and uh, I just I loved <laughs> I loved this so much. Um, Number one, the image is amazing. Like it's a true horror story. Like mm-hmm. it, it, you know, modifies our our show logo and the pins exploding and the. I don't, I'm not quite sure what the hand's doing. Um, there's it's a, it's like a green hand though. It's a green hand, and there's a kind of weirdness with this image that I appreciate, which is why I wanted to share it. It's like half like exquisite and half Microsoft Paint job, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. like perfect for. <laughs> the horror stories aspect of it there's something really interesting just about the visual look at it (laughs) right right it's amazing it's amazing so thanks thanks rick for sending that in we um we always appreciate our uh our fan art uh being sent in and uh as you noted we do have a horror story history link uh all the horror stories on uh the stationary wiki which we'll put the link in the show notes Mm -hmm. show notes um alexander friend of the show is keeping up with that and i just wanted to let everyone know that i did finally get emil and david's t-shirts to them um so now that was the original horror story entries into the horror story hall of Mm -hmm. fame um got t-shirts so now i need to get on this next round which is anthony and i forgot to go back and roland okay so yeah we'll get them uh contacted i keep waiting for anthony to say something to me and uh he hasn't yet so i think i just need to drop the bomb on him in case like he hasn't listened to that episode or doesn't or anything like that so yeah i will uh I will get those to them very quickly. But uh, finally, sorry, Emil and David, it took so long, but they're there now. <laughs> so um, the pen of deceit is here, Mike. Mm. And the name of this pen has kind of taken a life of its own, which I appreciate. Like you kind of nailed it when we discussed it. And I guess it was just last week um, about the Sailor Rialo I ordered without letting you know that I ordered, even though... Like, and it turns out my instincts were right that I didn't think you would be interested in it. It's still one of those things that like friends tell friends, like when they do something weird and wild and wacky, which is what we do. Like we order the weird sailor pens that are difficult to get from Japan. That's kind of our, our niche, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So normally, you know, your, your podcasting partner, your good buddy would tell you when he's doing a thing and uh, I didn't, and you tabbed at the pen of deceit and I have not been able to live it down. Um, It's already making its rounds on um, Instagram. Um, from my friend Fude Fan, who uh, who got his own hands on his pen of deceit or someone else's pen of deceit uh, to to show it, and it's just so we can stop calling it the pen of deceit, even though I know that we never will. It is the Sailor Rialo YY Pen Club 10th Anniversary Edition, which it's just easier to call it the pen of deceit. To be quite honest, yes, the full name is way too much. <laughs> It is way too much. And then like if I added in like a a descriptor of what the pen looked like, it would be just like completely out of hand. So I wanted to talk about it 
if you don't mind, even though, you know, it was deceitful on my part, but it's a Sailor Rialo and I've never owned one. You've owned one. You currently own one, but I've never owned a Rialo, which was kind of the whole idea behind me ordering this pen. It was finally a Rialo design that I could get behind. And I want to take you through my thoughts real quick on, uh, on this pen, if you don't mind. I would love it. So the Rialo is a piston filler. So the sailors that you and I normally talk about are either the Pro Gear models or the 1911 models or even the King of Pen models, which are all cartridge converter fill. So the Rialo is sailors kind of mainline piston filler and the discussion around them has always been, well, they're kind of boring. So I found this one that wasn't that um, fits my style. So ordered it up. And of course, the first thing I did once I unboxed it was I have to fill this immediately. I want to see how this piston works. And I think I need some practice. Like I got three quarters of a fill with mine, right? So it's a demonstrator barrel. I could actually see, you know, that's one of the flaws of the demonstrator is you can see how good or bad you fill a pin or how weird it makes the interior of the pin look. Yeah. And in this but case, because the Riello is a piston filler, you get the very, very, very rare, uh, sailor demonstrator where you actually get the benefit of the demonstrator. Yes. Um, so most Rialos that aren't a demonstrator barrel, they have a clear ink window, which which is always at the bottom of the ink reservoir. So you can see how much ink you have left to see if you mm-hmm. need to refill it. But with this particular one, and I got to take some pictures. We'll add them in the show notes. I'll get those before we post that. I'll do it right after this episode because I meant to do it yesterday. Um, you can see the full ink reservoir and how much ink I filled. So I was like... Well, I'm, I grabbed uh, Mont Blanc Leo Tol- Tolstoy ink, which is a lot of people's most favorite ink in the world. It's not quite mine, but I really enjoyed it. I wanted kind of a, I wanted a blue, but not a blue black. Some people call it a blue black, and I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain this ink, but it's like it kind of reminds me of Platinum's blue black, which is a good color. It's a color I enjoy. A little bit of brightness, but still a good blue. Um, so yeah, I filled it up first shot about three quarters, and. I would like to get, you know, seven eighths, <laughs> you know, I'm being particular about it because if you're getting a piston filler, you want to use the entire capacity, right? That's the purpose of the thing. And I could probably do a better job of filling it, but I was too excited to, to do it. So the plunger that you can see on the sailor that they use is this weird little plastic nubbin looking thing. I don't know how to describe it, describe it. The, uh, the pictures will have to show it. And the ink kind of pulls up around it in this really weird thing. And I don't know that I like that. Like, I'm pro demonstrator. I'm not sure I'm liking how the ink is working within this barrel from a visual perspective. What? It kind of holds it. It It's almost like it holds the ink in two separate areas, right? Huh. So, like, huh. there's ink at the top around where the, the plunger part, air gap, ink barrel, right? The ink, the the, the large capacity of the ink. So... It's a little bit of a weird thing that if you had a non-demonstrator, you wouldn't even know this was happening, right? So I don't I don't dislike it. I just find it odd. Like I keep messing with it, like shaking the pen back and forth. It's like, can I get all this ink down here? When I clean this, is this going to be a problem? How is this all going to work? So I'll take some pictures of that and share it. The overall aesthetic of this particular pen is perfect. The... Okay. 
majority of the barrel is frosted so it's a demonstrator but it's essentially a frosted demonstrator right it's like a satiny finish on the clear parts the only thing that's a smooth purely clear translucent material is the ink window itself which gives it a good look the metal parts are also they're silver but they also have a satin finish which looks great and it has a uh, metal grip section with that same finish that like all the hardware matches it's really cool i love the feel of the metal section it gives it a little weight but this one's not as heavy as something like the sailor um imperial black well no that one didn't have a metal section the other one the 1911 with the metal section i forget the exact name of it um had a heavier weight to it this is more of a thin lightweight aluminum grip which i enjoy the nib which is apparently a YY pin club thing is 100% clean. No adornments, no etchings, no pin size, except like a little, you know, how sailor like puts it on the corner of the flange of the nib, like by the section of the like the F nib, but like it's completely unadorned aside from like the 18 K or 14 K. I can't remember which this is. So it's a clean nib, which kind of fits in with the overall clean aesthetic of the pen and i got a fine nib which i really enjoy um i do find the satin grip section to be a little bit slick when you first pick it up but once you kind of get to writing and you know your fingers warm up a little bit it has a little bit more stickiness if you will for your grip if your hands are cold and you pick up the the pen you know off the desk it's going to feel like how can i hold on to this but as soon as you start writing at least for me it works well um the cat band font which is something you pointed out when i showed you pictures of it that you're like boy that is really weird looking you don't really notice it when you get the pen like it's integrated so well into the cat band you really have to kind of look for it and i don't personally mind the font it's it's like I don't even notice it and I like on actually on the back side of where it says YY pin club around the back it just says 10th so I like the 10th anniversary aspect of it I'm surprised that I want to post this pen and I don't know what it is because I never post any of my other sailors even the small ones like the pro gear Sapporo or the slim I guess it's maybe the taper of the barrel is even more than the 1911 it's enjoyable to write with this pen posted which mm. kind of boggles my mind because i never ever 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 do that um but it fits like the way the Riallo is shaped it makes that work does that make sense yes so do you find do you post your pens normally i i forget this no so you have a Riallo. have you ever like does that ever come up with with yours you just use it completely unposted doesn't even phase you nothing always unposted never a problem for yeah me. Yeah. And I think when I was writing with it yesterday, I used it mostly unposted until I just happened to want to set it down and not roll away. So I put the cap on the back of the pen and I was like, huh, that works pretty well. Like I was kind of surprised. So, yeah, you know, so I'm going to mess around with it um, and see which way I prefer writing with it. Like I said, it's a stock fine nib. This is the pin when we mentioned the San Francisco pin show that Mr. Nagahara, who was formerly a uh, sailor's nib guru, is now out working on his own and will be at the San Francisco pin show. I said, I need to bring, I need to figure out which pin I'm going to bring to get him to work on. It's going to be this one. Not that it needs to be worked on, but I just want to modify it. I'll either get a needle point, which will be even finer than the fine, 
or I'll get a stub like I've done with a lot of my Sailor Fine Nibs before. I'm kind of thinking needlepoint because I don't really have a Sailor Needlepoint and it will kind of suit this pen well, the way the nib is shaped and the way it looks. So I think this will be my pen that I take to get worked on in San Francisco. Um, overall, and to kind of wrap it up, it was too expensive for what this pen really is. Okay. So I paid about $500. I'm okay with that. It feels more like a $350 to $400 pen. And I know that's a little bit picking nits. And it's because there's so few of them that were made, right? Like that there's a premium just in the cost of the pen because the quantities were low. I think there were 60 total made. So, and with the different, you know, shapes and i mean the different styles and finishes it has on it you know the price increases i still think it's probably too high like I, like 350 i would be like oh this is the best pen ever it's like i'm gonna use this pen like this is gonna be like a workhorse pen for me because of the style and the way it works and the way i write i just like it it's kind of perfect for me i do feel like the price was a bit of a premium that I wouldn't recommend for everybody. This is like, it was good for me to do this once and like, I'm good. <laughs> right. Um, I will say the box that this came in and you know, I'm not a packaging guy. We've had these discussions a thousand times. The box was ridiculously bad. So it should have been a, it, at a minimum, it should have been, the basic blue box that you get, like if you went out and bought a Sailor 1911 Royal Tangerine right now, you know the blue box that you get, the clamshell, um, with like the little gray interior that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. The What this came in was what you would expect the $15 or $20 Sailor fountain pen to come in. It was the thin cardboard box with a slide-out tray. So it was like a two inch by six inch cardboard box. It really looked like it should have like an $18 sticker on it, like for what was in inside of it. So um, it was really disappointing for someone who doesn't care about the packaging. Even I was disappointed <laughs> by it. Um, I, it didn't make sense. I would almost rather, if you're going to give me that, I would rather you just send it to me, the pen to me in bubble wrap. Like, I wouldn't care. It was just such a, it was kind of a negative hmm. um, on that, uh, just because it was so janky <laughs> for what was contained inside of it. I literally would not have cared if it came in a plastic tube or in bubble wrap more so than in, in this box. So anyway, I just wanted to point that out. That That is like apropos of nothing. Like, it makes no difference in the grand scheme of things. Um, but I'll, I'll take a picture of it and just go, huh, like you put the $500 pin in this little weird piece of cardboard but again this is why i don't care about packaging so that's my pen of deceit mike i'm going to get a lot of use out of this pen i love it i love the shape and the size i do think the price um you know in a vacuum was too much but for me i'm going to get a lot of use out of this pen and i can't wait to kind of uh needle point it up and you know kind of just uh take it with me anywhere and everywhere it's going to be that useful for me um and i enjoy it so i'm definitely liking the riallo so far do you think that you would get more riallos i mean i already have a second one on the way <laughs> oh you do um yeah yeah so i've got uh, a second hand resale one on the way that uh, we'll see when i get it hopefully maybe this week next week something like that so uh, we'll talk about that when i get it i mm, let's talk about our next topic yeah because i think this is going to help answer that question i'm not ignoring the question 
But this is answer your question with another question. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what you're saying to me, right? Like, uh, I'll answer your question with this question. Yes. So in keeping the first segment of this podcast, the most on-brand segment, (laughs) we're going to talk about more Sailor Fountain Pens, specifically the Rialo, specifically two new Rialos from Kingdom Note, which I saw pop in my Twitter feed, what, Monday, Tuesday, something like that. Sailor is ramping up the Rialo customization, and what they've done for these Kingdom Note pens is stellar, and I'd like to know your thoughts on these pens. I really, really desperately want the green one. Right? I mean, they're legitimately great looking. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a thing that... I tried to buy it, but like... Oh, did you already? Yeah, it seems like a you-need-to-be-in-Japan type deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, these new Rialos, they're, um, I'm gonna, I love Google Translate for these Japanese products. May I read the description? Yeah, man. For this? All right. So, this is Google Translate. Take it for, for what it is, but it's, it's glorious. It is Genji Monogatari series that expresses the noble peace society of colorful peace with colorful fountain pen and ink. The Genji Monogatari series released in 2017 is seven women surrounding Mr. Light Source. This work is two kinds that spotted the protagonist Light Source. The theme is costume. The beautiful appearance of the Light Source that fascinates the surroundings, its color, is expressed with the same fountain pen as the previous work, Professional Gear Riallo, and the ink manufactured together. Please enjoy it in conduct in conjunction with the ink pinky peeking from the ink window as if expressing the attack of the kimono. So I'm going with these are the attack of the kimono pens because okay. that's a killer. Attack of the killer kimono. Mm-hmm. But it's really it looks like a a kind of a nature themed, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the green is ivy, is that correct? I I'd have to pull it back up and see. But um, yeah, they're pretty spectacular because they take every almost every bit of the pen barrel, and each little section is something a little different. But like aesthetically, they work. They're very reminiscent of the vegetable series. Did you get any of the vegetable series pens? No, but they do remind me of that too. Y- yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking yep. about, right? Oh, of course. So yeah, the green um, has like feet. It's like the same color green as the carrot, and the same color orange. Um, and the uh, the the pink and purple. See, I love the pink and purple one, but like I'll I'll get neither. Number one, I just spent a lot of money on one that I if, like better than these. And number two, if it's it was gold easy trim. for me to buy the green one, I would have bought it already. But it, it yeah. seems like it's not a thing that you can do uh, outside of Japan. Gotcha. So I mean, there's there's probably people like you know that that your statement just generated three emails. You understand this, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's how it ends up working. All right. So the green one is uh, autumn leaves and the pink one is flower party. I mean, flower party. Hello. It's actually flower rose, but the translation says flower party. That's interesting because so, for me, it's a flower banquet. Oh, really? And Are you using Google Chrome? Yeah. Autumn leaves and flower banquet. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Mine says flower party. Um, so yeah, but I think we're going to start seeing this, right? Like they've done so many pro gears, pro gear slims, um, 
Sapporo's 1911s. Like the Riallo, like which we've been saying all along, which is why I've gotten into this style of pen so much. Like like that's the next forefront for their special editions, and I'm all about it. So mm-hmm. I will not have that many of these. You know, they're very expensive. Um, I didn't even look at the price of these. Um, if you want to translate that real quick while I'm while I'm talking, do that conversion. But you know, there's only so many of these pens that I need. Just like any sailor pen, like you know, I've passed on so many great looking sailors. It's like, I don't need that many. Um, the Riallo was special to me in that I didn't have one, and it took me a while to find the one, and I feel like I got it. You're looking at about three hundred and seventy dollars. See, that seems great. Like that. You hear that price and you go, okay, that seems correct. Like what I paid for mine was much more than that. Like mm-hmm. that seems like that that three fifty to four hundred dollar range for a very specialized pen seems correct. So, regardless, um, I think they're great. I think we'll probably see a bunch of these. I think these are going to be popular, and uh, hopefully, we'll get to try one out because I would like to see them in person to keep the theme alive. Mike, we have a new easier to acquire Sailor Fountain Pen that I wanted to discuss. Mm. It's the North American limited edition for 2019 in the Sailor 1911 Large, and they're calling this the Ringless Epinard, and I want you to just go. It is a green pen, uh, and it has no metal rings of any kind adorning the cap, which makes it look like a very different pen indeed. Um, I'm assuming there are also no rings on the body towards the end of the pen. Like, I'm assuming it is just pure acrylic. It makes it look like a more expensive pen than it actually is. It's retail at 450 but it gives it the look of the king of pens, like the ebonite ones or whatever, right? Like these just, you know, almost kind of like pushing towards that that typical style, that like ebonite style, like, oh, this is really well made, but it's just the body. I really like the look of this, but I will not buy it until I see it because I'm not sure about the green. Isn't it funny that taking something away makes this pen look more expensive? Yes, because of what sailor style represents on their yeah. high end of the market, their high end Arushi King of Pens have less rings than this, right? This has a ring where the clip goes in, right? Because there's a a um, manufacturing rule there that you got to be able to unscrew that cap, and you need a little bit of a seal there. And then there's a ring where you unscrew to get the into the inside to put in the converter cartridge. Yeah, I'm going to like whether just that's required comparison maybe purposes. Uh, I'm going to put in the show notes a link to the 1911 key lime. Okay. And you can kind of then go between the two of them and you can see the differences, right? You can see the kind yeah. of like that the rings are like it's yeah, it still has the little ring where where the grip section is, but that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so they <laughs> they s- slimmed the design not in physical size but just in the things that are on the pin and it looks fascinating it looks so much better to me maybe because that's always been my aesthetic the large king of pin of rushi which i don't which i don't love but the and they took something away and charged you more for it and i want it more right mm-hmm. like i don't know 
how they came up with this. I mean, I it's a very simple change, but I don't know that I would have gone there with this model because they have it in other models. And I'm kind of just fascinated by the whole design of this pen. I too will probably not buy it. Like I said, I in the sheet that, you know, I really want to see it in person, right? And that might change my mind. I have no intention of spending this kind of money on after I've just spent on a pen. I could see owning this pen. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then all I can picture right now is the orange one, <laughs> right? If mm-hmm. this came out in the Royal Tangerine, they which they wouldn't do because they did the 1911 large already. They would just be taken off the band. They haven't done this color before, even though it's kind of close to lime. It's not really. Uh, I, this one's going to be a problem because I don't see an end to this style because I think it's going to do really well, right? Like that's my perception because they're pairing it with an ink color, right? Sailor Epinard ink has always been like one of their classic inks, like out of the six base inks that they've always sold or eight, whatever that number is, it's right there with like a grenade and some of these other ones that they've done originally. Oh, what if they do a sky, if they do a sky high of this one, it's like, I almost want to wait and not buy this one because I know something even better is going to come. Like if they do sky high or apricot, it's just over for my wallet. I didn't know that about the ink, but pairing yeah. it with the ink. Right. So they're calling this color Epinard and that's the, their green ink color, which is a spectacular ink. So it's like, I have to, as much as I, if I want this pen, understanding what they're doing with this one makes me hope for something else which would be even better for me. So it's like one of those wait and see type of things. So, you know, and uh, to kind of take this sailor talk full circle, um, our friend Alex, who I mentioned earlier, who was updating the, the horror stories wiki, um, sent in a question for STBA, which fits here. He says, can we make an official pen addict club as a buying block so that there's more leverage when talking to companies like sailor to make custom pens? I think like a solid 50 plus people could hop aboard. I've already, I, I haven't chased this down, but I've already had people reaching out that would be my conduit to make this happen. So I'm not going to say it's going to happen, but like, people's minds are the wheels are turning um so are mine Mm. so i'll pursue it a little bit and see it's like it's not one of those things i'm not compelled enough to say we have to do this mike and we're gonna make it happen yet (laughs) we could get there and i think we could get 50 people on board to make a custom sailor pin maybe up to 100 would be my guess because Y'all just heard me mention the price of these pens, right? Yeah. And, They're and no, it's no joke. It'd be, be a fool for you when we go in King of Pen. That's our first. <laughs> <laughs> no one makes custom King of Pen. That's where we're going to go. So, uh, Alexander, I mean, you're definitely on the right track. And I have had some back channel conversations. Um, mm. And so, yeah, like there's, there's nothing imminent. There's nothing that's not even, you know, more than just, you know, a little Adam, you know, deciding to, to split and, and grow a little bit more. So we'll, we'll see what comes of this. So it's not a, it's not an imminent, imminent thing. So Whew, that was a lot of sailor talk, Mike. Good. <laughs> Good for who? 
Me. Today's yeah, episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by Pen Chalet. Pen Chalet are the company that have all of your favorite brands. Pelican, Lamy, Sailor, Kaveco, Pilot, Namiki. They're an authorized dealer of all of those and many more. And they are adding new pens every single month. All of the new stuff is there. Like that, that, that Sailor we were just talking about, right? The Ringless. You'll be able to buy that on Pen Chalet. You can go and pre-order it now if you want to. There'll be a link in the show notes to do that. Pen Chalet sell authentic and amazing rollerballs, fountain pens, points, mechanical pencils, pen cases, pen holders, refills, converters, ink, and so much more. They have the Pen Chalet Ink Club, which is awesome, as well as a way to save money and get access to even more special deals all the time. Uh, I really love Pen Chalet because they give a satisfaction guarantee. They want that you to be completely happy with the stuff that you're buying from them. They sell internationally with great shipping rates, and if you order over $50 in uh, they will ship to you in the U.S. for free, which is fantastic. So go to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com, and click the podcast link at the top of the website. Use the password PENADDICT to get your hands on the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Penchalet, and also to get your hands on this week's special offer. Ron wanted me to mention that they're going to be selling the Diplomat Magnum for eleven ninety nine as a super special deal this week. Yeah, that's what caught my eye. Um, I did. I have not used this pen, but Jeff reviewed it for the Pen Addict and enjoyed it. It was kind of a surprise, like entry level contender, um, and in its normal, you know, mid twenties retail price to get it for eleven ninety nine puts it in that spot to where if you're a new f- uh, fountain pen user and you're trying to figure things out, like this is a really good deal that you know you will get a very That's quality pen from. Interesting looking pen, right? Like, it, Yeah, yeah. It's it's very strange. Like, it passed through my hands. It's lightweight. It's a plastic build, but it's kind of cool. Like, it's a little bit edgy. It, the way it has the ink window and the way the barrel tapers and the cap is shaped. So, you know, this is something if you're looking for, like, your first fountain pen, this is kind of the kind of uh, risk you would take, right, to jump on and say, hey, let me try a fountain pen. This is kind of right up my you know, look and style and functionality that I would get. And uh, it's from a very good fountain pen maker and diplomat. So yeah, they've kind of expanded their lower end offerings off of the arrow, which was so popular, which is like around a $200 pen. Um, yeah, this is a, a cool, uh, cool idea for them to kind of explore this into the market. All right. So once again, penchalet.com, hit the uh, podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password penaddict to get your hands on those special goodies. And thanks to Penchalet for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. couple products I want to talk about, Mike, as we just, uh, I guess that's kind of what we do, right? We just talked about all the Sailor products. Our good friend, friend of the show, maybe our first interview ever. I'd have to go back. I meant to go back, back and verify this. Mike Rohde. Uh, Mr. Sketchnote himself has always made, you know, different books, different products around sketchnoting. He's kind of the sketchnote guru. He has the sketchnote idea book coming out, which is basically a sketchbook to allow you to sketchnote in. And talking to Mike about this and reading the product page for the sketchnote idea book kind of knocked my socks off right if you're a pen addict and you've listened to this podcast or read my blog, you understand the nerdery that goes into picking out a paper for you to use with not just a singular pen, but all kinds of writing instruments. And what Mike has done <laughs> with just this sales page for this notebook is fascinating. Like I ate up every word of this. 
I loved all the testing he put on here. I love how it looks. Like it's a really, really good looking notebook and a good looking product page. Um, the tests and testimonials he has from a lot of our friends. I just am kind of blown away by what Mike's done here. So this is going to be la- launching on Kickstarter I th- maybe next week. I don't have an exact date. Um, Mike wasn't totally sure, but it's going to be very, very soon. So I just wanted to bring this up for those of you, number one, who sketch note, and you probably know who Mike Rohde is, and you can check out all of his stuff. Number two, those who j- are looking for a good sketchbook, look at the ink tests that Mike, he's just laid it all out there with all the ink tests on this page, front, back, every type of pen, anything you can imagine in this book and look at how it handles it and see, you know, maybe this is something, you know, you should look at if you're a heavy duty sketch artist. What do you think about this product, Mike? I'm super jealous of this page. Right. As someone who is trying to put together something like this at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. I will be, using Mike as inspiration here um, Mm -hmm. for how to put together a book like this. Yeah, so one of the things I learned in my retreat last week that this is actually called a sales page, right? For obvious reasons, and whether it's someone selling digital goods or a singular product or whatever, what does your sales page look like? This is a primo example Mm -hmm. of an awesome one, I Mm -hmm. think. Like I wrote that in the show doc, like just about the webpage. Like how I said, this sales page is nuts. It has every detail a stationary nerd could want. Like he crushed it. So I, I've i known Mike Rody long enough to know that anything he produces is going to be exquisite. And I just think this is just going to be a killer, killer sketchbook. And I'm in like, I don't know what else to say, but I was kind of blown away by the whole setup. So y'all should go check that out if this is something that you're interested in. I'm going to spend more people's money, Mike. Okay. I got the Shone Design fountain pen in my hands. Mm. And this just kind of came up randomly. Like Ian, so Ian Shone, we've known for a while. We've gotten to meet him. Um, We've bought several pens from him. My love for the Shone Design pocket ballpoint pen. I think he calls it the, is it the 01? I don't even remember the number, but it's basic number. I have three of them. I use them religiously. I, I They're with me more times than they are not. They're just fantastic work that Ian's done around this ballpoint pen. And as any pen maker could probably tell you, whatever they're, whatever the one thing they're known for that they do really well, they always want to dabble in the other thing. So if you're a fountain pen maker, you're probably trying to make you know something really cool for a gel ink refill or a rollerball refill. And if you're a ballpoint pen maker, like Ian was, he uses, he built all of his pens around the Fisher space pen. Well, let's try to make a fountain pen and man, has he done it. (laughs) This pen is crazy. I wish you could hold this pen, um, and see and feel what I'm feeling about this pen. It is wild. So anyone that's familiar with Ian's ballpoint pens, and then they pick up this fountain pen. It's almost the exact same size and shape, but it is much lighter, which I did not expect coming out of the package. So it's an aluminum barrel pen, but it's thinned out so much. Aluminum is going to be light as it is, but the way this is made and Ian's like machining skills are really shown off in something like this. So the big selling point of this pen is not that it's a pocket fountain pen, but it's a pocket fountain pen that uses a number six nib, which is the larger size. 
Kavakos use essentially a number five nib. So this is kind of a Kaveco sized pen when you post it, but it has the full size nib writing experience. Uh, it's have you ever gone to like one of those outdoor stores, Mike, and picked up either what's either called a pill container or like a waterproof match container? Do you know what I'm talking about? If I refer to that no type of what, thing, no idea what you're talking about. So I think a lot of people will, and so it's like you find them at camping stores or outdoor stores for people who are going, you know, hiking or camping or staying out. So there'll be like a titanium tube and it's threaded and it's built to either keep your matches in a waterproof area or keep your medicine protected. They're really lightweight because they're made to fit in a bag or a backpack and not notice them. And that's what this pen feels like. It feels like one of those titanium little containers that you find in these type of stores. Um, but it's a full-size fountain pen in this little container. I'm having a hard time explaining this pen. Like, I put it up on Instagram yesterday, and, like, the questions were endless. Like, wait, what? How is this happening? What is he doing? I assume he's using short international cartridges, right? Yes, so it'll only fit short inter international cartridges. I'm sure it'll fit one of those tricky Kaveco converters, but you should not even buy those. Like, don't even, you know, don't even go there with those. So, um... You know, the only other pen I use that's this size that uses a number six nib is the Franklin Christoph Pocket 66, which is one of my all-time favorite pens. Um, and this is even smaller, and it's metal, so it's really going to, you know, you can put it in your pocket and bang around with your keys and not have any issues. The cap has a, basically like a plastic... Um, tube inside you can't really see it the way it's integrated into the barrel but it's so you know the like the threading stays tight like it's it's metal on metal threading but it kind of pushes itself into like this plastic um you know almost like the platinum like seal slip and seal mechanism it's not that it's not one of those but you can tell like the air tightness seals up inside of this pen ian sent me a basic raw aluminum one if you go troll through ian's instagram feed he's basically doing all these wild anodization colors which is something i know you and i like mike mm -hmm. like i've bought the one we refer to as the lisa frank pen which is just blues and pinks and yellows i believe you brought the one we call the dexter pen which yep. looks like blood blood spattered yep. splattered red he's doing this in this pen um go see ian at the washington dc pen show and check out his work because it's very unique in our space. And I love it. It's also Ian impossible a, to not go and talk to him and not want to buy from him. He also makes <laughs> that, watches too. And that's becoming like a big thing for him too, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good to see him getting some uh getting some press for his watches. But mm -hmm. that's what I was gonna say. Go as good as Ian's pens are, he's even a better person. Such like, a nice guy. He is legit great guy. And just hearing him talk about his stuff, um, you just stand there with a smile on because he talks with a smile the whole time. Like, it just reflects back on you. And, like, he's just such a good dude. Go talk to Ian. See what he's doing because it's different than what a lot of people are doing. And his skills are excellent. 
in, as far as like pin making goes. And he's just a great person. So if you're at the DC pin show and don't at least go look at Ian's table, like you're not doing the show right. Like B- DC has so many vendors that do so many different things. Like Ian doesn't, I won't see Ian this year at any pin show. Like he doesn't go to many. Um, so you want to, if you're at DC and you haven't seen Ian before or Ian's work before, like you want to make that opportunity worthwhile. So you go and check out these things that you can't see before, like Conalea Pen Company, like Ian's work, you know, like, um, you know, I don't know. I'm blanking on anyone else. Anyone who you haven't seen, now's your opportunity to, um, to do the DC Pen Show right. Which leads us into an Ask TPA question, Mike. You might already have it on the agenda, but any advice for a first-time DC Pen Show goer? Must-see vendors, cool stuff from Knock. Um, their website leaves much to be desired for us noobs being, uh, the DC pin show website. I'm not sure who's running their Instagram account, but they are doing a good job on Instagram, uh, despite the fallings and failings of their website. But yeah, you want to go see these people I just mentioned. You want to go see Yenderings. Um, Yenyen makes awesome pin wraps and I know she's going to be there. Um, you know, I don't have like the complete list of all the people, but you know, Anytime you haven't seen a product that you've read about online and you have that opportunity, this is where you want to do it. DC and San Francisco are kind of like the hunt people down, search them out, make a point to go see these people. In the bigger picture DC uh, show tips, as anxious I'm getting talking about it and as fast as I'm talking, you got to go slow. DC requires you to breathe. It is big. There are a lot of people, and not all of us are built for that, myself included. Take breaks. Walk around. Look. Don't feel like you have to get everywhere in the first hour because it's physically impossible. Take it slow. Take a break. Drink lots of water. You know, I know I can tell you to go look at things and go buy things, but... If you're not able to be physically upright, (laughs) you're not going to get to those things. In DC, that matters more than any other show, I would think. Do you have any, uh, you've been once now to DC. Do you have any recollection of um, what you experienced or any tips you would give to a first timer? Don't eat at the hotel restaurant, Mm. especially for dinner. Um, Find other places. You're in a nice enough area. There's lots of options go and do that get outside of the hotel basically yeah just in general like just get outside of the hotel yeah i think the first year i did dc uh, at the new hotel i never left the hotel i even i don't even know that i went physically out the door for fresh air more than like once which is a huge mistake so last year you know was able to go out for dinner with friends you know just you know there's lots of places within five minutes you know uber or lyft or you know someone who drove catch a ride kind of thing um you know, everything outside of the show floor, it's important for like self-care <laughs> and sanity purposes. You need to do that, especially if you're going to be there more than one day. Take your time. Take it slow. Drink lots of water. Breathe and have fun. You're going to see lots of stuff. You may not get to see it all. It's highly likely you don't get to see it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, pick out a few vendors. If you see, you know, someone you have a question about and want to shoot me an email, I'm glad to help. There'll be other people there that can help. I know Anna will be there and Joe Crace will be there from the gentleman stationer. Find them, hit them up, ask them questions. And there'll be a lot of people there uh, and from the Panatic community. And um, yeah, just uh, take it slow. <laughs> That's the best advice I can give with DC because you can get overwhelmed real easily. I, 
hear it every year that I've been at DC that I didn't know. Like, I didn't know how crazy, how big, how busy it was going to be. Um, so I'm telling you, it's going to be that way. So look out for yourself. And um, and then uh, you'll have a better show experience, I think. Phew. We did it, Mike. We're almost there. We're almost to our STPA. But I got to talk about another pen show real quick as it relates to the pen out at Kickstarter. So we're not far from San Francisco, right? How far mm-hmm. away is that? Three, three and a half weeks-ish? Three yeah, weeks I maybe? Guess so. I guess it's about three weeks for us because we're going early for the Relay FM fifth anniversary uh, extravaganza, which mm-hmm. I'm pretty, pretty hyped about, uh, even though I don't have a clue what's going on other than I'm going to be there. Um but related to all that, I wanted to let everyone know, if you haven't already seen it in your inbox, I've sent out the survey to collect your addresses for your rewards. The Burton Wax Canvas uh, case that Knock is making for this campaign has started to arrive at my house. I've gotten like the first 60 of about a thousand of them in. <laughs> so yeah. uh, they're, they're looking great. So I'm going to let those pile up for a little bit, start collecting addresses, which we've done. So if you have not checked your inbox in the past couple days and you hear this episode, please do so. Please go fill out the address form for the Kickstarter survey. So I will have everyone's information. So I make my shipping life much easier because it's going to take a while to get all of these out just based on the quantities. The stickers are already in. Anna even like sleeved each uh, sticker set like in a little sleeve. So I'll just be able to pop those in the cases and yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fun. We will send them out in backer order for those asking. That's my intent. Um, one of the things that does come up with shipping is sometimes it's easier to batch. So it might be slightly out of order. Um, when you're doing shipping a singular item like this one, where you can just print out a group of 100 stickers, slap them on a thing. So, But we're going to, I'll try my best to do them in backer order. But it shouldn't take that long other than the quantities like there's not a lot of sorting to do for individual orders like with spoke pen which we're still working on fulfilling each individual order has to be gone through and this one is this is not the case at all so check your email we will be uh i will be chasing you down if i don't have your address and uh you don't want that you don't want me coming after you for your address to get your products so do me a favor um, when you come across mine just put it in your bag yeah (laughs) yeah i will do that i will do that (laughs) thank you (laughs) for sure for sure so more stpa related to the san francisco pin show uh kimmer wants to know should i get general admission at the fun pin show or do i need early access hashtag stpa if you're gonna be there for greater than a day or early in the mornings i think early access is worth it that's my opinion it's totally an opinion thing i like the pace of the mornings as an attendee because it's not um as busy even though like on friday you run into maybe all the vendors aren't set up you know i don't know if you're just coming one day or multiple days in general if you're coming multiple days or will be there early in the morning i find the early access passes to be worth it but that could go either way that's situational and opinionated that's my thing so um but the bigger shows if you're there for those hours it's you'll get more out of those one or two hours extra time that extra money will be well spent 
in my opinion um you know yeah i, I so. figure it depends on what type of person you are and what you're looking for like if you yep. are the type of person who wants to try and get their hands on like some of the limited edition stuff or whatever or the things that are going to be at that show then you should be getting in as early as you can if yep. that sort of stuff doesn't bother you so much then just just come when you want exactly exactly so we're ready to hit some ask tpa the first one's a long one Mm-hmm. And I'm interested if you have an answer and I have an answer and I wonder if the answer is going to be good enough, but I have actually answered a similar question to this. So this is from Leah. Hi, Brad and Mike. My sister's getting married on August 25th. So my question is time sensitive if you would be so kind to consider it. I'm in charge of finding the pen mm. for the guest book. The guest book cover is solid black and the pages are what I would call a bright white. My budget is $100. I want to find a pen that is classy, elegant, but also cool. My sister is a fashion and beauty blogger in LA, and her fiance is a venture capitalist. So I want a pen that reflects being hip, but also the timelessness of a fountain pen. Can you think of a pen that might fit the bill? A couple of things to consider. I would like the pen to be easy to use. I'm in the wedding and can't pop out to teach someone how to use a pen. It needs to photograph well. They want the pen to be in one of the pictures. I was hoping she wanted me to hold it instead of flowers, but it's already scheduled to be in a shot with their rings, his cufflinks, and her something blue. The pen should either be black, white, or metal. Any metal accent should be silver or gold, not rose gold. The ink will be black. Cartridge is fine, but I'm comfortable with a bottled ink as long as it's easy. Thank you for your help and your amazing podcast. So first, Leah, the amount of detail you gave here is amazingly perfect. Like well, I, I love two every bit of this. I love the detail. The details made it way harder. <laughs> <laughs> that was part two, right? <laughs> what you want has one answer in my mind and I'm not sure it's the correct answer. I feel like it is and it's the Pelican M205. It is one of the most classic timeless looking ballpoint of uh, ballpoints fountain pens on the market. It hits the black white or metal. It's black with silver trim. Or it could be gold if you prefer gold. I prefer the look of the silver for the classicness of it. But if they're if it's going to be in shot in a picture, depending on the rings and the cufflinks, you could go gold. I don't know what those um, are going to be. It is one of those pens that is very unassuming if you look at it, just like in your hand holding it. You think, mm, I'm not so sure about the specialness of it. But this pen ends up in more photographs, more advertising campaigns, more TV shows because it looks like a classic fountain pen. Like we see this pen in images all the time because of its style. The nib is kind of has is really pretty. You know, it's got some nice embellishments on it, little swirls that Pelican does. It hits the price point for $100. You know, you might find it for more. You might find it for less depending on where you're shopping. It's easy to use. It's a piston filler. It'll take your black ink, whatever ink bottle you want to use, fill it up. I would bring that to the guest book. Who knows, you know, if you'll need to refill it or whatever. I'm having trouble coming up with a better looking pen than that. Um, The chat room says the Faber-Castell Ambition is a good choice, and I agree with that. It has uh, a chrome cap with a very classic look to it. Um, I think this is probably an option. Very as well. weddingy. 
Yeah, it's very wedding-y. Um, they also do one that's got a little bit of a pattern on the barrel, if it would look. so, And that it'll be in that same type of price range, that 80 to 120 range, which I think is probably where you're looking. So that's a good good, uh, good choice there. But that's mm, that's kind of it. Like, I think, you know, there's some great pins just for people wanting to use pins in that price range that fit that. But to meet the needs of all the specifics you list those are probably like your two best choices and I, I now that i see that ambition it might photograph a little bit better um but take a look at both of those and see what you think the pelican might be a little bit easier to use a little easier to grip because the ambitions have a weird non-grip section um, that they use for their pen. But if someone's just signing a guest book, they can deal with that. It might be better just uh, visually for that. So you have anything else on that? That's a really lovely question with a really short group of pens that are options there. Is anything I missing? I don't think I could come up with an option better than the Pelican because I had no mm-hmm. idea that that was a sub $100 pen. Yeah. So yeah. that that's the one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So take a look at those and uh, see what we got. All of my stuff ends up being too quirky or weird in some way, <laughs> right? Like if you want classic, you're right. I don't think you can beat classic for that. Um, right. I think that the $100 budget, I understand budgets are budgets, but like that does make it trickier because like mm-hmm. somebody like Evan in the chat room recommended the Lamy 2000, which is a fantastic mm-hmm. option, but it's like mm-hmm. twice your budget. Um, yep. But you know, that's, I think that that is a great option because that is a sleek as heck looking fountain pen um, right. with just a silver accent on it. So it's yep. kind of aluminium, so that might not be what you want, right, from mm-hmm. the accent perspective. I don't know if you mean silver in color or silver in material or like metal. Right. So, right. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, I think that's another another option, but it is more than your budget recommended. Right. And then if you're getting into the $200 budget, let's just say that that's when you start talking about the Lamy 2000. That's when I tell you to look at the Pilot Custom Heritage 912, mm-hmm. maybe even a Sailor Pro Gear, um, just for a classic styled pen um, with a little more mm, exterior accents mm-hmm. uh, than your $100 and uh, pens they're all better writers than the pelican as well then they're uh, then they're all uh gold nib pens the mm-hmm. the pelican's a steel nib pen so mm-hmm. you know that's your next level you go in that 100 dollars range for that this answer and then the 200 dollars range is a couple of different models um mostly more expensive because of the gold nibs so you may not need that for your guest book so all right poorly thought to one what are my options for a planner with a fountain pen friendly paper that begins in august september so what you want to search for is what's called an academic planner. So those generally start Clever. in August. Um, and there's a lot out there if you just do a general search for that. But there's a not a lot of brands that I'm used to using for their paper out there. And the only one I can think of offhand and that I found a link for is Quovatis. They have great paper. They also have the starts in August planner. So you know, that's something, you know, to, to search on. I don't know about any of the other brands that come up when you start searching for an 18 month planner or, or an academic planner other than Quovatis. Like I didn't find Rodia, Clairefontaine, um, a lot of the Japanese brands that we use for their paper. I didn't see options for those. So check out what Quovatis offers and I know the paper will be good. 
So Mike, this one's for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious about this question. Mike's a pen enthusiast and a notebook aficionado. What does he recommend for journaling near the beach? So you had a little beach trip earlier this summer. Did you journal, notebook, draw, write, sketch, anything at or near the beach? Sure. But your, the answer to this, this question is unsatisfactory <laughs> to, right. the, to the nature of the question. It's either take your normal stuff and be careful or buy something like the Write in the Rain notebook, but you won't be very happy with it. Because it's not what you want, really. <laughs> yeah, to me, beach writing, which I do a lot, is more about the pen than the notebook. Which means I'll use like a ballpoint pen, like a Fisher yeah. space pen type of I thing. I would use like a Fisher space pen or my Mark One or a Retro 51. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like take a fountain pen down to the beach with me. It just feels like that is like, I don't want sand and my fountain pen near each other, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just not a thing that I want. But your paper option is like, just take your regular paper and just try not to yep. get it wet. Totally. So yeah, I'll write in anything. I will not write with anything. So that's my beach rule. Damn, look at that. That's that's, that's <laughs> like you put on a t-shirt. <laughs> o. Buckley says, can you recommend a Parker-style Parker refill equivalent to the Pilot Juice 0.38 millimeter? Hashtag ask TPA. No, we cannot. Um, or else we would we would be pimping it so hard that our brains would explode. That is something that does not exist that we all would prefer to exist and no one's been able to do it correctly yet. The best we've had, um, there was a Swedish brand, uh, Premac, I believe, that did 0.4 millimeter gel ink pens and they were so scratchy they were unusable. Hmm. No one has been able to solve this. Uh, Monteverdi has some 0.5 millimeters that are going to be about as close as you can get. And and that's it. Like This is a gap that it, us pen addicts have not seen filled in the past five to 10 years. It, it, it doesn't exist. And I'd be glad to test something out for anyone who does come across anything. And like I said, the closest we've gotten was the premac, and it was just poor. Like they tried, it was a good attempt. It was a Parker style 0.4 millimeter, uh, refill and it was not usable. So it'll get there eventually. All right, I think that just about wraps it up for this week's episode of The Pen Addict. Thank you so much to Pen Chalet for the sponsorship of this show. If you want to find Brad online, go to penaddict.com, knock.co. He's Dowdyism on Twitter, Pen Addict on Instagram, and Pen Addict on Twitch as well. You can find me, I'm iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, on all of the social media platforms. Uh, you can find this show at relay.fm slash shows, where you will find The Pen Addict along with many other shows. And if you want to find the show notes for this specific episode, relay.fm slash penaddict slash 370. We'll be back next time. Man, we, wait, next time? Oh, gosh. Uh, what are we, two, ep- two episodes away? So we'll have, like, one more episode. Then we're going to have our, like, San Francisco pregame. Yep. And then it's live show, baby. <laughs> man it's coming so fast yeah it sure is can't wait very excited uh very excited to ditch you at the table while i go off and explore fair that's fair uh, the just san wait francisco we'll... pen show yeah just understand i'll be at the uh relay fm fifth anniversary show and you'll be looking for me at some point just i'm gonna throw that out there you can miss your call time that's on you man <laughs> that's on you i got a lot of people on that stage i'm not worried about uh, yeah. any one person specifically <laughs> Ooh, damn i just got told yeah <laughs> but i love you i love you too <laughs> all right we'll be back next time until then say goodbye brad goodbye brad <laughs>